0: Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Happy afternoon. We're getting through it. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. Get all your entertainment and pop culture in one place. We appreciate all of you. We've got Kylie from Bachelor in Paradise on Nick Vial's podcast sharing all of the receipts of uh cheating that went on between or I should say not between but uh of Avon her I guess fiance although it's bachelor related so you know barely knew each other but he was pulling some slime ball moves, and she reads all about it. We'll share some of those clips. Plus, we've got Oscar nominations. Who got dubbed? Uh, who got snubbed? Who's nominated? I'll share all of that with you. Some Bravo news, and so much more. Let's jump right. And I've also got Clayton uh, a new update on a possible documentary in the works, folks. I'm telling you. I don't know how much I'm allowed to share, but until the lawyers lock me down, I'm going to be talking about it. This would not be good for those that don't want the truth to get out there. I always say the truth will set you free, and it might be the truth will be on a major live stream platform. How about that for setting you free? I'll share my password with you guys if you don't have one. Is it Netflix? Is it HBO? Is it Hulu? Is it Amazon? Uh, it's one of those four, and they are talking about a wild, not a documentary movie, but possibly a series. I'll have more on that this episode. Let's jump right into Kylie Russell discussing, a- discussing Avon cheating on her and how she found out at an Outback Steakhouse. Have a listen.
1: Strong, but around November, that was the first time he told me he loved me. And our relationship had like literally taken new heights. We were so good. Like, I had a new job lined up for San Diego. I literally put my two weeks in for my job now. I was looking at apartments. Like, we were full speed ahead. The show was about to end. We were ready to go. And I was like, this man truly loves me. But then again, he loves himself enough. He really cares about what the public eye thinks of him, which is fair. And so I was like, he would never cheat on me just because, if anything, he wouldn't want. uh, Yeah, he doesn't want his image to be ruined. There's no way he would be this dumb. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, let me click on the account. I did. And unfortunately, it was not a bot, which I was, I was like, that could be a scenario too, like a fake account. Yeah.
0: I love how she gives him the benefit of the doubt. No man could be this dumb. Listen, men like to light fireworks out of their buttholes. A lot of men could be that dumb.
1: She ha- was a real girl. Lots of followers, real pictures. And you were like, "He would be into her." Yeah, but the thing, the crazy thing is, the girl who messaged me is not even the girl that he hooked up with. Oh, it was like it was so far removed. It was like a friend of a friend's roommate. So it wasn't the girl. No, it wasn't the girl. I still, to this day, have never heard from the girl in in Santa Monica. Okay. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to get to the bottom of this, right? And I was, of course, like. Sing Red, and I was immediately just about to text him, like, What the heck? Is this true? And my friend is like, No, Kylie, you need to calm down. You need to get all of the facts, and then you need to have like full blown proof before you come to this man. So he can't deny anything. I began messaging back and forth with her. She ended up calling me. She's like, well, I don't want to get into any of the drama. And I'm like, well, girlfriend. Oh, babe, you should oh. DM me that. <laughs> okay,
0: so of course she ends up getting all of the evidence uh, that you need. Oh, I tell you what. Not to make this about gender, but women love, oh, they love getting their evidence together. (laughs) I'm sure guys do too. And no, look, obviously she would have preferred to not be in this scenario, but as good advice as she was given from her friends there, do all the work before he starts to lie to you. And of course, she calls him out on it. And here's the wild message that she's going to read for us that was his response after confessing. Have a listen.
1: I rekindled with an old childhood friend who I've known for years who I used to have feelings for. Both times we hooked up and I was going to tell you, but I was told not to because she didn't want to be involved. I have made these mistakes. I have really fucked up and hurt you. I'm laying this out there, but that is the full extent of everything over the last six months, LA and the two Boston trips. I'm worthless and I feel totally, totally worthless right now. I stepped out on a relationship and I don't know what to do. I don't deserve to be painted in any good light. I don't deserve you. I don't deserve anyone. I'm telling you this because you deserve to know, and that is the only thing. I need to seek major help in rebuilding myself. I have pretended to be something I'm not for the last few months, and it is a problem. My feelings for you have grown so, so strong, and I've just completely ruined it all. I ruined such a good thing, the best thing. I'm so sorry I've done these things to you. I have serious issues that I need to take care of, and I've lost the best thing in my life because I was being a selfish, inconsiderate prick.
0: And he goes on and on. I mean, it was really a lot of texting. But, hey, look, I mean, good for him for fessing up, and she has every right to share those messages of infidelity. Boy, this has me stressed out. If you're feeling stressed out, try a microdose. <laughs> you know, microdose is, uh, it's a you know, it's, it's not the heavy-duty edible. It's just the right amount of good. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, when you're feeling... feeling... Feeling relaxed, focused, and energized? Well, that in-the-zone feeling, that's microdose, baby, and it can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Feeling guilty that you ruined your relationship because you cheated with a childhood fling? Try Microdose. I got a promo code for you there, Avon. You can use Go to microdose.com and uh, use promo code Rush Hour to get 30% off your first order. Free shipping today. Uh, it's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code Rush Hour for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code Rush Hour. All right. What a pretty heavy story. We got the full uh, reaction on YouTube, but there's a good spark notes for you. And oh boy, ladies, what is going on with your Stanley Cups? No, not the hockey, uh, you know, uh, championship trophy. These uh, on-the-go beverage containers you love. Woman arrested after police found twenty-five hundred dollars worth of Stanley Cups in her car. While Stanley quenchers are all the rage, we strongly advise against turning to crime to fulfill your hydration habits. Now, my question is this. Uh, $2,500 of Stanley cups isn't that many. What do they go for? 50 bucks each? You know, we're not looking that this isn't that many, uh, but let's read this article and see if, you know, maybe she's just an entrepreneur. Did she steal them or is she reselling? The craze for Stanley stainless steel drinking cups reached new levels last week when a woman was arrested and accused of stealing 65 of them worth almost $2,500 from a store in California. Police in Roseville in Placer County, northeast of Sacramento, said Sunday. They were called Wednesday to a report of a theft from a store on Stanford Ranch Road in the city. Yeah, how do you steal 65? I mean, hey, maybe one falls into the cart you don't ring it up at the self-check aisle. That's their fault, but 65? Come on, that one's on you. Staff saw a woman take a shopping cart full of Stanley water bottles without paying for them. The suspect refused to stop for staff and stuffed her car with the stolen merchandise. Oh, boy. So it was was a uh, Stanley and Run, is what it was. Either way, uh, I mean, hey, maybe she was just trying to provide. Some, uh, maybe they were going to put some Capri Suns in there for the kids' softball. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, um, I wonder what, uh, I mean, uh, do you plead guilty? What do you do? C- could you take your Stanley uh, thermos to the court hearing? It, sometimes those can be a long day. All right. In other news, country singer Chris Young arrested at Nashville Bar. Alleged confrontation with official. Now, it's not always I take one side versus the other, but uh, this seems a little uh, interesting. Country singer Chris Young went out for a drink in Nashville, my new hometown, and ended his night in jail after being arrested following an alleged incident with officials. According to the arrest affidavit obtained by TMZ, Chris was drinking at the Tin Roof Bar Monday night in Midtown Nashville when agents from the Tennessee Alcoholic Beverage Commission came in to check IDs and license cards, and things spiraled from there. I don't know, look, I, I'm not here to blast the agents they are just doing their job, but I didn't, you know, I didn't realize they did this. Tennessee Alcoholic Beverage Commission. This feels like a little oversight of the government if you ask me and you know also it's like the drinking age is 21 can we let it slide down to 18 like the rest of the world what are we getting ourselves into the getting you home singer allegedly started questioning the agents after they checked his ID and officials say he started recording them and then followed them to the doghouse a bar next door where the commissions the commissioner officials were doing a routine compliance check I don't know yeah let the people drink what are they doing you know check for drunk drivers but if people want to be drunk at a bar let's assume that the bar that the bouncers all did their job at the next bar. The officials claim Chris and a group of friends started talking to folks at the bar and the bartender while agents went to the back of the bar to check ABC cards. The agents say they were walking to the door when Chris blocked their exit, putting his hands on one of the officers to stop the agent from leaving and striking the agent on the shoulder. The the uh, the officer says they pushed Chris away and then bar patrons rushed to get between Chris and the agents, leading to lots of yelling and screaming. The agents say folks who were with Chris followed them out of the bar and made the situation hostile. In their report, the officers say Chris's eyes were bloodshot and watery, and they say he was slurring his speech. Now, first of all, they always do this. They always look for probable cause. Um, We're told Chris was arrested and booked on three charges, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest and assault, and an assault and officer offensive contact, all misdemeanors. Chris posted $2,500 bond and was released from custody Tuesday morning and is due back in court February 16th. My friends without seeing the video evidence I'm guessing he didn't strike an officer maybe he put his hands in a old buddy old pal let's talk fashion but I'm going to go ahead and assume it wasn't aggressive that's just my thought otherwise if he's guilty of this he's a piece of shit I just I'm not quite buying it right now my guess is there are more likely power hungry uh what are they called commissioners you know walking around checking IDs that seems more of the scenario to me me. I don't know. It doesn't add up. All right. I got way more content to get to. We're just heating it up. I'll be back with more right after this. Well, I can assure you that nobody asked for former bachelor Colton Underwood to be on the uncoupling podcast, but either way, here's a clip of him explaining what it was like being the bachelor and closeted at the same time.
1: Bachelor escalated you to the point in your life where you said okay I I really am you know I have some attraction to this gender but this gender over here is I think where my heart really lies do you think it escalated you to that point it put you in a pressure cooker or do you think the bachelor was a distraction
0: no i actually think the bachelor was really confusing for me mm. cuz like you know as someone who is already struggling with their sexuality you know It it just confused me even more. I was like, wait, I actually can be attracted to a woman. And then like, what does Uh, that mean then for my sexuality? I still identify as a gay man, but like I can find a woman attractive. And so it it made me spiral even more because I'm like, wait, am I sure? And, you know, like it started as like it was easy when I could tell myself like this is the way that I'm going to do self conversion therapy. And like when I get engaged, I'm going to commit more and more. And then it's like, oh, you actually start believing something. It just was like, you know, it it just it was really confusing being on The Bachelor. We're actually confused as to how Colton Underwood was able to, I don't know, overcome all the stalking that happened and still get a Netflix show. Of course, comments on this TikTok, which is Uncoupling Podcast on TikTok. Jessica said, why does no one talk about how he harassed his ex and put a tracking device in her car? That's what I want to know. Well, he didn't put a tracking device in her car. He put it underneath. He duct taped it underneath the trunk of Cassie's car. And uh, yeah, he won't discuss that. No one will ever ask him questions about that. We'll never know. And they talk about, well, there's an NDA that was signed in. It's like, yeah, he had Cassie sign an NDA. My guess is... My guess is she was paid a small chunk of money to just say, hey, hey, you know what? Don't talk about this. By the way, this is why I would never sign one of these settlements that my... um my accuser, the person who's suing me for harassment that I've never met, this is why I would never sign one of those uh, agreements. You know, she might say, "Oh, Dave, for five thousand dollars, will you just sign this and never talk about me again?" No, 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 no. Why? No, because not not because I have anything to hide, but because you know, you need the truth to be out there. And I'm not saying Colton's a monster. I would just rather he discuss what was going through his head when he created a fake phone number and pretended to stalk himself while he pretended to stalk Cassie, while he was lurking in in her sort of alleyway. It's probably less of a a fearful person and more of a, a person who was struggling to hold on to the last strand of straightness that he had, which was that relationship. But what's interesting, you know, I saw Rachel Recchia post, oh, not fair. And I'm sure she was kidding. She was like, not fair that Joey got... 32 women on her season when Gabby and I had to share a bunch of men. Well, I mean... Everyone who was on Colton's season should be entitled to another shot at love. Don't you think? I mean, they all were on his season and they had no shot at all, as we now know. Either way, I mean, I think he should uh, live his best life and redeem himself in society. But what you do notice is just a man hell-bent on getting like the perfect public image, when in fact the most truthful and uh, the most interesting thing about Colton is probably the fact that um, he did that to Cassie. Boy, would I love to hear him talk about that on an episode. If And again, this would never happen, but I would be the best person for him to talk to because I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask him questions in a way that would vilify him. I'd want to know about his attachment style and how sad and alone he felt when he was maybe feeling manic and wanting to know if she was cheating on him or whatever the hell was going through his head. I'd want to know about him signing up for Grindr before he was on the show, and I, not in any way to, to pry into his private life, which is very sensitive, but of course just to know like, what was that like, uh, thinking you could do your own deconversion therapy. There is a scenario where you can look at Colton's story where he is the victim of society oppressing, at least parts of society oppressing those that are closeted. Absolutely, that would be interesting. But in order to have that conversation, you have to you know talk about the elephant in the room, which is the people that he hurt through collateral damage. All right, let's move it on. We have some Oscars information. Look at that. We can go from a deep topic to an innocent one right like this. Actually, let's jump to this great, this great review we've received. Some stars for some podcaster. A five-star review from uh, Owl Be Better says, Dave's podcast is like a rose in the midst of nettles. In a world where so many podcasts exist, I feel like his podcast is my go-to during my weekly commute. Sure, it's not always just roses that he discusses in his podcast. There are, of course, nettles, but that's real life for you, baby. I appreciate his honesty, comedic timing, and overall genuineness that he exudes in the podcast. I hope that Dave continues to Receive the recognition that he deserves. Contrary to a few beliefs, Dave is far more than some podcaster. Thank you, Dave, for being the real MVP of podcasts. How kind. Thank you for that kind review on Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Let's jump into Oscars 2024. Nominations announced. Snubs galore. Internet up in arms, says TMZ. The year's Oscar nominations are out. And while a lot of people are happy for those who got the nod, there were a lot of others left out in the cold, also known as classic snubs. For example, Leo DiCaprio missed out on a best actor nod, even though some assumed he was a shoe-in for Killers of the Flower Moon. Charles Melton, Julianne Moore, and Natalie Portman were also kept at bay, despite stellar acting in May-December. Other snubs being discussed, Zac Efron, Claw*; Dominique Sessa, The Holdovers, Taraja P. Henson, Color Purple, Rachel McAdams, Are You There, God? Barry Keegan, Saltburn, Kaylee Spaney, Priscilla, and Tiana Taylor, 1001. All right. I mean, do we still care about the Oscars? The big snub, the big snub, of course, Margot Robbie, was snubbed which is glaring compared to ryan gosling's nod by the way greta gerwig was also left off the best director nomination list look i i don't know i'm not good at uh judging who's a best director or not you know but of course barbie was the biggest movie of the year and it's Interesting. I'm not going to call it misogynistic. I have no idea what went into it. But Margot Robbie played a very subtle and unique character by playing a sort of stiff cult glazed over eyeballs um, Barbie, which, you know, progresses into a learning, you know, all of that jazz, what we saw. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not an, uh, an Oscar snub. I just, I thought she had a great performance. I thought Ryan Gosling's performance was good too. I mean, if anything, he should win an award for best six pack. I mean, that would be fine. Uh, all right. Well, I got some more stories, including what one customer found in their McFlurry. All of that and more right after this. Here it is, folks, a TikTok video going viral of someone pulling something non-edible out of a McFlurry. Have a listen. The person's jaw is agape. What you're looking at here, and again, I would be as surprised too if I went to a McDonald's and the McFlurry machine actually worked. Well, as it turns out, this McFlurry machine not only worked, but it looked like they had like three or four of those plastic gloves, maybe a full trash bag stuffed in it. I have to imagine that wasn't done on purpose. Either way, here's the real question. You find a glove in your McFlurry. Do you still eat the McFlurry? I kind of feel like you do. I kind of feel like you still eat it I'm in Nashville now, so I got my wife, of course, pregnant. I got her a Culver's, uh, they call them like a cement mixer or something. It's their version of a McFlurry. Let me tell you something. I'm trying to cut a few pounds here in January after all that you know, uh, you know, takeout food I had the last couple of weeks from packing and moving and pizzas and all of that, but it was hard to watch my wife just mow down one of these McFlurries, and I just had to sit there and sip my water like the uh, overindulgent man that I am. All right, I couldn't even get to the other news that I have, so I guess we'll have to save the rest for tomorrow. I've got a, a Dwayne The Rock Johnson story. I've got some other stories here, but I did want to talk about the fact that, yes, there is a documentary. I'm sure there are multiple documentaries in the works uh, regarding the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal. And you might say, Dave, the court case isn't even over yet. How could they be doing this? Well, this is how fast they work, you know? Um, this is the year of 2024. Uh, what you do is you you put together the style of documentary you want to make. Oh, I think this is going to be an eight part series, a one hour each episode. And oh I who can you get for interviews? Oh, I can get Clayton Eckert, I could get some podcaster Dave Neal, I could get uh, Mr. Mucus, Nick Vial. and then you've put that pitch to whatever the network is. say uh, say it's a dateline on NBC. And uh, you know that's maybe a bad example say it's Netflix, right? And the person in charge, the vice president uh, for Netflix uh, for their documentary series or whatever, you know, there's people in charge of like pitch an action movie, pitch this, pitch that. Well, then uh, they'll say, all right, we want to order this. We're going to buy this documentary off of you. Here's $20,000 to go film the interviews. And then they rent out, you know, a Beverly Hilton or whatever the hell, you know, some conference room somewhere, maybe a bar, and they set up the, the design and the lighting and they hire a person. Production crew and the sound guy and the three camera setup and then they shoot the interviews and then you know the real work in a documentary is done after you have the interviews in post-production so you get Clayton's story you get Greg's story you get Mike's story maybe you get somebody's mom you know just interesting interviews and whatever you can get and then in post-production you fill in the gaps with whatever amount of b-roll which is like you know, if you watch a movie and the first shot is a drone shot over the city's river, that's called B-roll. A-roll would be, you know, speaking dialogue. So then you get the B-roll and then you get the reenactment footage, which might have, you know, over some woman's shoulder and have her texting. And that's supposed to be Jane Doe. You know, they they sort of paint together. It's almost like when you see dinosaur bones in a museum, you you know, they have to sort of mold the bones together from fragments that they have. That's how documentaries are made. Now, To be fair, in a lot of cases, documentaries have one slant versus the other, but here they've got tons of court papers, affidavits, exhibits and evidence, videos, first-hand information from Jane Doe, from Clayton Eckert. What I think is most interesting is how this story blew up with the internet sort of doing all of the research to expose repeat offenses being made. What I think would be most interesting for a documentary is if Jane Doe took part in it. And not to share lies, but to really just fess up her truth. Just admit to it. Everyone doesn't believe you already. You might as well have some dignity. It's almost like that text we read earlier with Avon when he cheated on Kylie. He just fessed up to it. He said, you know what? There's no way out. I did this. I'm a dirtbag. I'm going to seek help. Blah, blah, blah. With Jane Doe, I would say the same. You know, blame your parents uh, for neglecting you if you were the younger child. Blame whatever head trauma you have. Blame whatever, you know, whatever you want. Let's talk about it. Be a part of it. Help You know, come to the solution here because I tell you what, when the documentary is said and done, they're going to have ironclad legal teams look at it. There is going to be no way out when this all comes out. I mean, you think it's a big story now. This is going to be a number one, you know, say this comes out in 2025. Uh, you know, they take a while, say, say uh, HBO loves it or Netflix or wherever the hell it is. Let's call it Amazon prime, right? Say, you know what? I'm going to use Netflix as an example, because they do really good with their ranking system. Do you remember uh, how to get away with murder? When that came out, they dropped it. They dropped it all at once. So everyone could binge watch it. They put it on Netflix. It became a number one documentary. They did it during Christmas when no one had anything else to do. Everyone was sitting around with their family. It became an absolute sensation. Do you really want that and to not be a part of it? And she'll probably say, oh, Dave's trying to profit off of my reproduction history or whatever. But you have to remember, I'm being sued for being one of the few people that spearheaded this whole conversation. Now, whether or not it would have gotten the light that it did, it took a while. It took months of me talking about it before it even cracked the law tube community. And they were like the sort of reinforcement we needed who actually were experts in the law, investigative journalists. I mean... And 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 by the way, it wasn't without effort. I reached out to so many different people just to get eyeballs on the truth because that's my greatest defense is other people finding this story out so I can't be targeted the way Clayton and Mike and Greg and whoever the hell else were targeted, right? Andrew, who the hell's Andrew? So either way, the update, the vague update is that, yes, there are active conversations happening uh, between, you know, producers about how to see this thing into a major, major network. What a wild year, and we are just beginning. I'll have more content for you tomorrow, four videos up on the YouTube today if you want to go check those out. And as always, we'll be back in the morning with another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneels for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.